Welcome to Near Week Audio, a collection of podcasts and Twitter spaces produced and curated by Near Week, the number one news and community platform for the Near Protocol and the Aurora ecosystem. At nearweek.com slash podcasts, you can find every interesting audio piece from the community in one place. We curate content on topics such as DeFi, NFTs, gaming, DAOs, community hangouts, and more. Basically, we got you covered near fam. And without further ado, let's dig in. All right, everyone, we're still chilling a few minutes. Uh, apparently, there's a Twitter bug affecting a bunch of people, including some of the speakers who are coming on today. So we're giving it a few more minutes to see who else we can get up on stage from our scheduled guests. So hang tight, and we'll start the spaces soon. While we're waiting, be sure to give AstroDAO a follow and check out the survey we're running right now. And then there's also a Twitter list of all the active DAOs on near, so give that a follow as well. Pinned all of those links in the top of the spaces, but we wait for a few more folks to show up. Hey, Jordan. Hey, all. Hope you can hear me. Yep, loud and clear. Good Thank to have you. you up on stage. Thank you. Waiting on one more speaker that's been invited up. And while we're waiting, go ahead and give AstroDAO a follow. Check out the survey that we've got going on right now. It's a quick survey about gig work and bounties and your input will help shape the future of those things on near hey everyone can you guys hear me okay yeah thanks for joining awesome um, all right i think we've got three with the quorum here so why don't we kick off the conversation and get this rolling. So um, since we're having technical difficulties and Nirik isn't able to speak at the moment, we'll, I'll be taking the reins of um, kind of running the space, taking us through some questions and exploring this topic of DAO to earn and the opportunities that are presented in this space. So off the bat, um, why don't we just do a quick round of introductions and let folks know what your project is, um, how it's DAO related, uh, if people want to get involved in your DAO, how they can be part of it, and then um, also just kind of the things that you've explored as um, as bounties for your DAO. So, uh, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Yeah, sounds good. I hope the audio is not too bad because I'm, I'm on my earphones. Is the audio okay? Yep, I can hear you. Cool. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for kind of um, joining us or having us with, um, with part of the team and everybody here in the space uh, to talk about what we do. So um, kind of quick intro, my name is Kevin. I am leading the regional hub of Near Protocol, Near Kenya, which is powered by Suncoded 2.0, which is sort of a, a Africa-focused blockchain community. And um, very early stage, we kind of saw gaps within actually more opportunity to be honest within our community for a sort of bounty led um call it sort of uh you know initiatives so people can be part of the ecosystem and kind of gain their first near tokens so that was a big kind of um initiative so we framed it within the sunquity bounty ecosystem which is the basic sort of self-governed community that engages talents um with tasks and rewards um, and that was a pretty good success. Um, and so we're sort of restructuring that now in terms of new vision, uh, new tasks, and how to how to add how add add more value to, to the ecosystem. Um, and also we are now sort of also building a more kind of robust marketplace ecosystem marketplace for talents to get hired for gigs three to six to nine months. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a helicopter view of of what we do, and happy to to dive in um, later into space as well. Awesome, thank you. And then, uh, Cal Kendra, do you want to give your intro? 
Sure. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for hosting this up first. Uh, so, hey, all. Uh, this is Modish here. I'm from India, basically. I've been in this uh, near ecosystem for more than one and a half years now. I started the Open Web Sandbox very initially when Near was having very less than 10, 15 D apps. I started on Near. Uh, I would recall it was February, March. Uh, I started with Near, and by April, like I went into Open Web Sandbox and I started it. And I came to know there's been a lot of earning opportunities. First, with Open Web Sandbox, I've been learning a lot, especially myself being a mechanical engineering, uh, exploring the Web3 and blockchain space. And it was quite very interesting for me to understand all this. And uh, I've been doing this for a year now. Uh, so I, I like uh, RDAO started since uh, 2021 November. At 2021, uh, we, we came to know that when, uh, I personally uh, was part I mean, associated with Creators DAO and other DAOs. Uh, and uh, and I've been learning a lot, especially again with Web3 space. And I wanted to take this back to India, especially. Uh, so I, I I I started off this DAO to basically uh, to educate uh, educate onboard, uh, especially Indian artists uh, to back them into Web3 space. At that point of time, NFTs were very much so much in hype. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, NFTs, especially PFP. Uh, the uh, the generative arts, uh, even even I have seen a couple of NFTs with AI, and where India being a very rich culture in all this art and cultural, so I wanted to to, to bring people, fellow Indians, to into Web3 space, and I I wanted to have this. So uh, to to make that possible, I started my own DAO, especially with uh, no code. I would say, I mean, starting a DAO uh, in here is which is very easy rather than when you put it on another. Other chain and onboarding them to near is very quite easier. Uh, so I wanted to start my own DAO on near, uh, which was basically to educate and onboard them to Web3 and to have their own creator economies out around uh, their art and stuff. And that is how it started. And it's been a year since we started. We we have evolved a lot. Uh, so that's that's basically that how we uh, started started the project and how we evolved as a DAO right now. Excellent. Thanks so much. And then I guess I'll give a quick intro as well. Um, I'm Jordan, aka Starpaws, and um, I am helping run the Astro DAO platform on Near, which is a no-code DAO launcher. So in a few clicks, anybody can have their own DAO and it gives them their own smart contract. So they've got full sovereign sovereignty there and everything is handled as far as the treasury management and the governance. Um, those things are all built in and have an easy to use web to interface to uh, interact with that smart contract. So making it easy for people to request payouts and um, do transfers of assets and things like that. Um, the project's been around for about two years and it's been through many evolutions and iterations in that time. And um, I've also myself been involved in quite a few DAOs over, over those years um, as much as possible. Um, I am trying to help people start their own DAOs and be successful with them. So we have what is called the DAOcubator program. And um, that that is like a phased program where there's concrete steps to take in each phase, like um, things happening on chain, such as creating a testnet DAO, creating the actual DAO, running bounties, those kinds of things. And then um, there's also a social aspect of it or like a, a media presence aspect of it to help DAOs be present in the community, show up and and make connections in the near ecosystem, which is really the, the value here. And then also be sure that they're getting word out, um, not just in the near ecosystem, but to like uh, gig, gig platform opportunities to other DAO networks um, around the world and on other chains, just so that as we look at this new way of working together, uh, everybody that's into it can find work across all the different places. So um, those are kind of the, the things I'm interested in right now. And if you want to check out some of the DAOs I've been involved in, um, can check out Tank, which is one of the NFT projects on Near. It's actually the open source uh, contract and minting page that was used to launch over 20 projects. And some other little fun ones like the Near Chan Dao, which is a anime avatar, um, unofficial mascot uh, of Near. So 
those are a few of the projects that I've been involved in and, and had the pleasure to, to work with other people on. Um, as we're getting into some of the details here, one of the things that I really wanted to hear from folks was um, what kinds of people are joining your DAOs and being successful, um, like from a demographics perspective, um, maybe like age ranges and kind of like how they're coming to it, uh, if they're students, um, if these are people who are already part of the gig working economy, um, if it's people who are crypto natives or new to crypto, curious about that kind of angle. And then also what kinds of work are you seeing that are appropriate for doing bounties um, on DAOs and what's working and what's not? So um, kind of want to dive into those two things. I know it's two questions, so maybe we want to break it up. But um, Kevin, if you want to take us away and, and dig in there, we'd love to hear your perspective. Absolutely. Um, that is the main question. So basically, it's sort of the persona um, and, and looking at looking at who is exactly the audience that we've been targeting um, and where are they in the sort of larger scale. Um, so within our region, the vast majority of our audience are people who have expressed um, a little bit of interest within Web3. Um, most of them is a new opportunity, as a new market to venture on. So it's 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 incredibly nascent. So they do not have had, they haven't had you know any other prior gig in Web three. This is the first community as well. This is the first exposure, um, and their first token that they can you know get and you know do all kinds of different things with. And we needed to be very intentional about that, partly in terms of how we communicate what we do because. You know, good luck having to explain someone, you know, that has really never had a wallet before to open up one, then to eventually go out and, you know, understand how to navigate Astro DAO, because this is kind of like where we were at the time, um, and going off and looking at the different tasks, understanding them, being able to do them, and then eventually prove that you've done them um, through either using the governor forum and requesting, you know, um, your, your, your bounty, whatnot, claiming it. So a lot of these happen to be very complicated, or at least the flow of process can be overly jargoned, overly complicated, just because we assume that, you know, most people know them, but our audience didn't. So that was important for us. So we needed to sort of force ourselves to simplify it, to really kind of like being able to, you know, um, uh, make it more seamless, more accessible. Uh, and there's many different tools and techniques and, te and tricks that we kind of like experimented with. Um, so that's one. Um, the other question that you asked equally um, was more in terms of the kind of tasks that seem to be more favorable or more popular um, or even those that didn't work. So to be honest, a lot of the tasks that we started were tasks that we needed to be done for our respective ecosystem. Um, so I remember at the time, um, given that our Telegram community grew really, really, really fast, and there were all kinds of people in the Telegram community and people speaking the local languages as well. So we needed to have different kinds of tele Telegram moderators uh, for different channels and different chat groups. So identifying people who take leadership, who take initiatives, um, and saying, hey, you know, here's a task. If you want to, like, you know, kind of manage um, and take more responsibility in a specific chat, you know, um, you'll be able to do that and you can be compensated. Uh, and so people love being part of something bigger um, and because they felt included, right? They felt like this is not, this is not some, you know, far-ended very advanced, you know, uh, Western uh, technology that comes here and, and looks to, to implement the technology. No, no, no. These are local Kenyans um, that really I can be part of and I can, you know, feel like I'm contributing to something. And that's cool because I can talk about it with my friends and I can talk about it with, you know, uh, my peers and, and, you know, think about and learn. Right, like, is then they tap into it, and then eventually, and we'll talk about it. Some people even got jobs in an actual blockchain company because they got exposed to it from curiosity all the way to now, like being, you know, reference points, I guess. Um, so I guess that's my quick, high-level um, answer to that. I hope that answers the question. 
Yeah, that was great. Um, thanks for tackling both of those topics, both the kind of demographic of the folks who are coming into your DAO and that you're seeing interacting with your DAO, and then also the kinds of work that are, are working out and um, sometimes the kinds of work that could be better too. I'm, I'm also very interested in those cases where, you know, things get tried and then they could have been better because those are learning opportunities. And um, when somebody's had those experiences and can share them with other folks who are getting their DAO started, it means that those newer people won't have to go through those same uh, stumbling points as, as all of us who have been paving the way out here. Um, Calakendra, would you like to uh, take on the same topic? Just kind of like the, the folks you see being interested in your DAO and space, and then maybe some examples of the kinds of bounties that are working out or uh, maybe could have been done better? Uh, yes, uh, honestly, I mean, uh, so since we started, it's been like very difficult for us in terms of onboarding, especially India is very niche, uh, which has cultural uh, diversification and lot, especially demographically, especially I'm from Southern part, uh, there are quite uh, different uh, 20 plus, 29 plus states. Um, so, I mean, there are like different cultural uh, diversification, again, uh, speaking in terms of language barrier and all those sort. So quite being onboarding uh, people to our DAO was quite a very uh, challenging. And in terms of the bounties, especially, um, uh, it was very, very difficult for us. For We, uh, we, we came out with more... Uh, uh, more specific sort or uh, to have uh, 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 to tackle the demographic demographic maybe in terms of uh, the language again to have a language set of uh, uh, discussions happening uh, to have to have uh, through through Astrodav actually and and to be honest uh, right now we are primarily focused on students and other guys I mean as we evolved right now as I told uh, we we just started with the artist onboarding. Uh, to empathize this creator economy at a later point uh, attending a lot of uh, co uh, conferences back in India uh, we came to know that we came at a point uh, onboarding artists is niche again but we still need a lot of uh, back, backing, backing this up so we started not just onboarding artists we started onboarding uh, developers tech enthusiasts into web3 space which eventually opened a new Ways possibility for our uh, DAO to grow in terms of uh, bounties as well. So, which which opened a new way of thinking. Like anyone who who, who could come in, uh, just uh, take their own bounty. It's not like again uh, we are decentralized there. It's it's not something someone says that you have to do this. And these are the ways to opportunity where the community seeks their own way to understand what is lagging within the DAO. They come and they take the responsibility of the DAO and being taking off. Um, likewise, uh, we evolved in a several ways. Uh, now we are uh, we are not just uh, again uh, onboarding and educating. Uh, a DAO. We are furthermore are like a Web3 business consulting business sort of DAO where we have more than 13 plus onboard members on Astro uh, who have contributed to earlier projects on uh, Kalakendra uh, or uh, initiatives on Kalakendra where now we started building our own D apps for. Uh, round here, like uh, we wrote uh, NEP 819 for uh, uh, for Marmaje, we are, we are supporting Marmaje's foundation for NFT marketplace, and none of them are part of our community. We just we just onboarded through our DAO, and anyone who wants to come in, like we we became like an incubator sort of stuff, uh, a bounty model. So anyone who's interested to uh, contribute, especially in terms of uh, within India, who want to contribute, they can come and contribute to any project that they want to do and take the payout of the DAO, especially that is how it is. Or anyone who wants to build, especially where we have a specific community where they can come and uh, create a specific bounty and they can uh, they can contribute on the same and get an end product out of it and and uh, get it sorted. So this is where, this is the way that we we find, we seek to find out the bounties especially and continue to run through our DAO. Awesome, thank you. And just to, to chime in with a little bit of my own experience as well, um, it's, it's awesome to hear both of you doing such great work onboarding folks who are very new to Web3, maybe experiencing it for the first time. Um, I've definitely seen a, a good deal of that as well um, in running the different programs and running AstroDAO. Uh, but I also want to acknowledge that there's also a huge demographic 
who is Web3 native and quite comfortable with crypto in general, but are also like struggling to see the value of DAOs and um, also aren't sure how DAOs fit into their own missions and projects. Um, for me, one of the first things when I see a, a Web3 project that I check out is, is there at least a multi-sig? Like, is all of the funds for the project sitting in a single wallet where a single passphrase being misplaced or being entered in the wrong text field could wreck a project? Or is there a multi-sig set up where at least um, even if one person is in control of three different wallets, um, at least there's that peace of mind where a few things would have to go wrong before the project is wrecked. So um, that's one of the things that as I've been talking to Web3 projects is just like a, a fundamental that um, really underlines the importance of being able to run a DAO and to start um, taking advantage of some of the technology that's there to at least de-risk your treasury. And then also along those lines, um, since the DAOs on near are so powerful, the smart contracts can actually be used to upgrade themselves, launch other contracts, upgrade other contracts. The DAOs can be used for software deployment where you don't have to necessarily, if you're building a protocol, for example, you don't have to just release the protocol and say, we've thrown the keys away and nobody can touch it and it's running on its own. You can release your protocol and then through community governance or through some like a, a smaller group of guardians or something like that, you can manage the deployment of software so that it's to everybody's advantage where upgrades can happen if standards shift or change as they often do. Um, you can upgrade your protocol using a DAO. And I think that those are some of the use cases that I've seen where it might sound basic, but it's it's actually something that where if I see projects not doing these fundamental things, it gives me pause and and really makes me question um, like how how prepared they are to deal with some of the the very real problems that we see when you know things go wrong. And I think that for me, DAOs are besides being able to engage communities a great tool for de-risking projects. So uh, just wanted to touch on on that demographic as well. And then as we were talking about um, some of the, the like the different demographics, folks that are getting involved, things like that, um, I'd like to hear any advice you have for people who are just getting started in DAOs, curious about DAOs, um, how they can maybe like join your DAO or any just any advice for those folks. And if there's any like common friction points that you see, um, how, how you can help navigate those things. So um, why don't we hand it over to Kevin to, to hear about the onboarding process and, and friction points there. That's a good question. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's, it's a little bit um, reflecting what we all sort of said uh, so far and, and with our, you know, um, demographic and our testimonies. And I think I can, I can give an example and maybe there's like a few, two, two or three learnings that could help in terms of the friction and, and the onboarding process for someone who's really new to this. So we had um, an event set up in uh, a few hours away from Nairobi uh, in a city called Nakuru. And that, so basically think about Nakuru as like a kind of a con concentration conglomerate of a lot of campuses from different universities are there. So it's a lot of relatively high um, concentration of students. And I think this is arguably one of the biggest events as well, because I remember we had even like buses that we needed to get in place to get students from one campus to the, to the event in the city. And it was pretty wild because we clearly did not have enough seats. Uh, it was a bit, a bit embarrassing, uh, but it was fun. So long story short, the event was about the bounty ecosystem, right? So our bounty uh, DAO that we had set up and we wanted to sort of like expand that and sort of, you know, plug into universities um, through ambassadors that eventually would promote this uh, ecosystem and have more students because that was initially our target audience um, join, right? Join this kind of ecosystem. And we had by far um, two students who I, to me stood out from a room of 300 people. 
Uh, one was the name of Rama Kamara, and the other one was Victoria, Victoria Michoki. And they were super active in the questions because we had, like, games in between um, the uh, the event where, like, you know, if you answer a few questions correctly, you can get a T-shirt at the end of the event, whatnot, or, like, some kind of, go look at some kind of, like, um, merch. Long story short, these were two, these were very curious students, um, which eventually they are, they showcase what the onboarding process of our demographic would look like, which started from curiosity, literally would have stopped me in the hallway, say, hey, we heard you out there talk about this thing called bounce ecosystem of, of this thing called near we don't really know what it is but it sounds super cool super interesting and i really feel like we can you know try to be a part of this and then they followed our page and they started kind of like reading through some of the stuff that we did um and before you know it they you know plugged into the ecosystem and they just felt that they one there was an inclusion that they felt meaning we were there it really started the fact that we were just present right in their city right, um, consistently, and then, you know, onboarding them in the sense of saying, like, hey, you have a skill, you're good at this, come and join us, just join a workshop or join a space and just kind of, like, contribute to us that, and I think their motivation was twofold. One was, this was an opportunity for a lot of people to reinvent themselves, because a lot of, you know, students would have studied something really different, and, of course, job opportunities within Kenya can be challenging, so it's an opportunity to reinvent themselves. That's one. So that's very personal. Two is it was clear that there was pathways to be compensated for their skills um, that would not matter whether they were women or men or from which town they would come from or which village or what background they would have. So both the proof of skill mechanism and the possibility to reinvent yourself in the space made something very special. Um, and that's why I definitely want to applaud Rama for that because now Rama is part of our team. Uh, in fact, he's leading the community um, vertical within Sankoro 2.0 um, and near Kenya as a whole. And so, yeah, I'd say if you want to know more about the onboarding experience, you talk to Rama. He'll tell you. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's my that's my perspective on it. Cool, thanks. And then, um, Calakendra, any advice for folks that are looking to get involved? Um, any friction points you've seen that you've got tips on uh, avoiding as people get involved in the DAO space? Yes, uh, we have a quite of experience as we try to for a year now. Uh, uh, the, the major friction point that I see is uh, uh, the trust. Even though the Astro DAO as the, the way cool model, and as you mentioned, that there's the, whatever the operations that we through a DAO, it's mostly through a community governance and stuff. Uh, there, is, there is always a gap between the trust uh, between the DAO and the onboarding members that is coming in or who's whoever doing the bounty. So uh, especially who's apart from near ecosystem, it's quite hard for them to uh, trust trust it. So so when, when we have as a DAO as a model and we showcase that the DAO as a model, it, it adds as a small point. And uh, to be honest, we hired a, a, we hired a UX UI developer uh, so to have a, a product design for our product. Especially, he is from different, he's from different blockchain. And when we started to hire, uh, it was the, there was a very friction in terms of uh, uh, the trust that he begins, and he wants quite uh, funds that is uh, beforehand to get the job done. And uh, when when we had this sort of Astrodow sort of stuff, we presented this Astrodow, and uh, it was quite a bounty. So we presented this Astrodow, and uh, uh, he was quite, there was one point of trust that it added. And when he when he uh, Submitted a submitted a proposal to our DAO, and when the work has been done, so we were able to process the payment, and it went on. So, uh, so as a DAO, as a community governed, there is always a friction. But as a DAO, when we showcase this, uh, that is more easier. And and the best, the next best thing that I would put it out is adding members to uh, adding members to our DAO. Uh, probably in on chain, that feels them more uh, included into the DAO as as a decentralized. So this. This helps them. I mean, this reduces most of the friction point. Uh, uh, the whoever who's onboarding to a DAO uh, feels more inclusive, and and as as far as they they work to uh, to take our mission to the next level. So uh, these two are probably the best thing that uh, whoever uh, whoever wants to uh, 
uh, adopt to their DAO who's starting their new DAO, probably they could take this. Uh, I mean, there are quite quite couple of people, especially with the, as, as I mentioned again, 13, 13 non plus member. I, I haven't seen most of them. Like they they were part of the DAO. They were taking uh, responsibilities or uh, they were taking uh, uh, they were they're inclusive of this DAO. All this because of this DAO ecosystem, and they came in and they started being a part of. I mean, they started contributing to the DAO uh, to their mission, and now they're part of the DAO uh, as a counselor or an advisor who's who's striving to uh, take this take our uh, KKD to the next level. So these are the two points that I would put here. The friction and the solution. Great. Thank you so much. Um, to everybody that's listening, if you have questions, please either retweet the space and add your question as a quote tweet or respond to the space and um, put your question there. And then we'll be reviewing those and bringing folks on stage based on what we see there. So please go ahead and do that while you're listening. If questions are popping into your mind, um, make them visible and then we'll be getting people on stage later. And um, to kind of like riff on this topic a little bit, um, I wanted to also touch on from the organizational side, um, what, what DAOs can do to help um, get people involved. And one of the biggest struggling points I see for organizations are is the like the challenge of describing work. Um, it's actually quite hard to describe work. This isn't something that's unique to DAOs, even in traditional corporate settings, putting together a job description or um, making sure that the 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 task that you need help with is clearly outlined and the the what success looks like is is just made um, that everybody agrees on it from the very start. Um, these are really hard things. And a lot of projects go poorly when things like success aren't defined at the start. So um, that's something that's not unique to DAOs, but as, as organizations are getting into this idea of breaking off pieces of their business or their mission or their vision for contributors to join in and take part in, be sure that you're doing your best to describe the work, make the, the, the requirements for success very transparent and visible, um, whether that's you know in the text of the bounty itself or on the forum or in Discord, wherever you're publishing the work. And then that helps people um, not only think, oh, I could actually take this work on, but it also gives them idea, an idea of like how they would get paid out what those requirements are. Um, so it feels more fair. If a bounty doesn't have a clear description and clear um, requirements for success off the bat, then you can get into some gray area where somebody does a little bit of work, didn't quite match your vision of what needed to happen to, to say that the bounty was done. And then they feel like it's not fair that they're not getting paid out. And um, everybody's just kind of frustrated because the, the the bounty wasn't clear from the start. So do your best to describe the work. Um, that would be like a stumbling point that I see very frequently. And start small. Don't try and break off like huge chunks of business or huge chunks of a project. Um, start with little things that, you know, still require a human to approve them. So it still requires some kind of approval process. It can't be automated. But don't try and give somebody, you know, months worth of work and, and expect it to go well. Um, do things that are smaller, break off work that can fit inside of a week and do frequent check ins and make sure that everybody's like lined up with how things are going. Um, it's it's always iterative, especially in a space this, this nascent, just figuring out how it all works mechanically and then also socially. So um, that would be my take on kind of as you're getting started in the space whether it's as a organizer or as a worker, um, that's getting clarity on exactly what success looks like and the context of success um, is really important. Um, and then as we're looking at like folks joining DAOs, um, the, I have a question of like, if somebody wants to um, make their DAO sustainable, like where does the money come from? Um, where do you see funding happening for DAOs? Um, how do they make sense as businesses? Where do they fit into businesses? Um, how, how do you see sustainability working out for DAOs? Um, maybe your own or others that you're looking to as examples. 
Um, and again, if there's examples of things that didn't go well, I'm just as excited to hear about those as, as learning opportunities as um, things that have gone well and that you love to see. So I'll hand it over to Kevin with the question of sustainability. Throwing me curveballs, huh? Uh, no, I'm just joking. Um, no, this is, this is again, this is this is a brilliant question. So where does the funding come from? Um, by the way, I hope my audio is okay because I needed to get on my uh, my earphones don't work no more. Um, look, it, uh, the classic example, of course, will come from you know a a respective foundation, right? That has the mandate to allocate token sales to add value within the ecosystem, right? Um, now, the difference with us is that the geographical component is important right we are in africa right so we deal with these realities and pull in africa right and it is true there is then you know then you kind of come up into the realm of environmental social and governance initiatives uh, which i have my thoughts about um but it's it fits within that realm it shouldn't be just only that but there's a lot of initiatives and money being thrown into that right it's meaning Initiatives and bounties that allows to, or these that speak towards these these ESG um, respective mandates and, and initiatives. Um, so there's a lot of funds that are looking for DAOs for that, right? Uh, that are have that have these really important and effective missions um, to to add and implement blockchain within the within that realm. So that's another. These are other bodies in plural of fund funders that are interested in such DAOs for us at least. Um, yeah, but I, I would love to even see more, uh, more windows opened, um, either within more corporate. I've always loved the idea to, you know, um, have, and if, if, uh, if a corporate company, um, within, especially within web three, uh, like a relatively big company, or even just like even web two is interested in, you know, uh, venturing into web three implementation integration. It'll be really, really cool if you can plug in different types of DAOs into that so that, you know, people with the community members within the DAO can actually get exposed and have gigs within an immediate corporation through that DAO. So that's an easy on-ramp, um, or easy, relatively easy, um, on-ramp. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, of work towards that but i guess yeah it's it's the foundations the esg funders and hopefully more corporations that are looking to plug into uh DAOs for for their respective missions yeah great thanks and then um calakendra do you have any insights on sustainability for DAOs? and i guess even at large just businesses who are involved in web3 uh yeah, so I mean, uh, we could take ours, especially uh, the way that we are trying to sustain. Um, uh, basically, like we have a we have a solid mission uh, of our onboarding and educating as a social good, as well as we have an extension of uh, having I mean onboarding I mean building or uh, incubating businesses into Web three that any fellow Indian who wants to do it. So our our business model is quite uh, quite open and. Uh, it's it's basically or again with to community governance. So anyone who wants to, anyone who wish to build on uh, build on any other blockchain through Kalakendra DAO. So we have uh, we have community members of different devs, like especially 20 plus devs uh, who have expertise in different uh, different web stacks. So uh, we we will provide you in terms of resource support uh, and anyways that it is generating some funds. Some uh, so we we wanted to have. Uh, a small portion going back to DAO to help it sustain or into incubate or to develop more projects that is coming in. And again, sustainability is being very, very uh, a crucial point for any DAOs. I've seen I mean, lots of DAOs that is especially geographical wise, especially from India again. I've seen a lot of DAOs which could not sustain through the spare market again. Uh, uh, so I, I, I would clearly ask anyone who, who wish to be, wish to start their own DAO, uh, figure out what is your DAO's mission to do, what is your, uh, why is your DAO is to existence on the first stage, so, uh, for the first place, so, uh, you have to, you have to determine the way, uh, rather than just focusing on other, uh, uh, the grants or, uh, the external forces or external funds that is going to come in, so, uh, so, arriving a well-defined mission of your DAO, like, 
submission is very important whenever you start it out when you have to understand what the dao is about to do so once you have a business model for it i mean i i will strive to take a communicate decision at at once when there there might be a lot of discrepancies or uh, uh, changes in changes in opinions uh, within the community members when you align with your uh, the mission probably i think you will be able to sustain through uh, any any market that is yet to come or in the which we are or not Awesome, thank you. And for anybody asking questions, um, feel free after you've done that tweet to uh, make a request, and then we'll start getting people on stage as we get towards the end of the space here. Um, and then one of the the things that we've been looking at with um, kind of the the demographics is the the concept of making this like a full time thing. So, do you see the work that's happening in DAOs and the gig economy as um, a full-time opportunity for people? And if so, how how do people like make ends meet and put that all together? And then another question is kind of along those lines, if it's not a full-time thing, um, how does this fit into other work that people are doing? And along those lines, have you thought about the the idea of paying people out with your own tokens or making non-financial rewards like NFTs? And how do you find people responding to that if you've experimented with it at all? Um, kind of the the financial incentives like either stable coins or near versus more of the, the um, community type rewards of um, having some kind of recogniz recognizable badges like NFTs or, or a, accumulating fungible tokens and i'll pass it to kevin um yeah so can this be a full-time thing if not what would it look like well there's no reason why it can't really honestly there isn't um i think i think the creator's economy has always shown to be an incredibly attractive on-ramp for a whole lot of people that have not that have not been into the space. I mean, look at NFTs, right? NFTs allowed for artists who have never heard about blockchain to think, oh my gosh, I can actually, you know, get my art, you know, on minted on NFT or have it minted and ex have access to more a bigger market. So it's always been very attractive for the gig economy. Now. That's not enough. Why? Because it's still an incredibly small, minute bubble that is really leveraging the gig, like the sort of creative economy within Web3. Um, and I think there's a lot of work that we still need to do. And I think also in terms of like our ethos, like what is it really, um, what, what's, the, what's the ethics behind it? Like what, are we, what is it that we're trying to do and how decentralized will... I guess the gig economy turned out within the web three space. There's a lot of this kind of meta questions that need to be answered, which I think is going to be really important. Again, emphasizing on the geographical component to it. Um, but I'm I'm an optimist. I wanted to see it happen. Uh, I'm I, I needed to see it happen. Um, I am myself. I started as, a, as as kind of like a like a gig freelancer myself. So. I wanted to see it happen. Um, to answer the second question in terms of like the payment and crypto, um, yes, yes, for sure. But here's the thing, right? So um, if I, this is what we noticed as well. It's like people got really stoked and excited to get their first near tokens. But then people were like, okay, so what do I do with that? Like what's, what's, what's the point and the purpose of it? And explaining someone that they can stake their tokens that contributes towards the overall transaction costs and, you know, the value of the ecosystem it's too complicated. It just doesn't. It's, it's not, it doesn't work. Uh, people want to cash it out. Okay, people want shillings. All right, Rwandan francs. Right, they want kwashas. Right, like they want their local currencies. Um, so we were forced to think very practically into how we would want to onboard people in that sense. Um, and I think these are realities that you that you just kind of face when you're on the ground. But um, so yes, I'm always very keen to send um, crypto 
as to my workers if I can, to, to the bounties if I can. But the off-ramp needs to be incredibly simple. I'm talking about two buttons. And you can right there see the confirmation message saying, hey, here's your shillings or here's your local currency, which we don't have today yet. Uh, but that's going to be very important to scale the gig economy, to my opinion. Hundred percent, great insight, and yeah, um, just to weigh in a little bit is on the AstroDAO side. That's one of the things that we're really looking at is trying to trim the time from when somebody learns about crypto until they can engage with it, and then win, like have fiat back in their wallet so that it feels tangible. And what I'm seeing is for a lot of the the early, the folks who are just learning about Web3, who question if crypto is a real thing or not, going through that full cycle, being able to easily get funds out of um, the system makes it a lot more tangible for them. And right now it is, you know, a multi-step process where people have to figure out what exchange or um, how what's going to work in their country to get their currency out. And for most people, that's taking whatever um, funds they've earned, whether it's a stable coin or other coin, transferring it to near or converting it to near, then transferring it to an exchange and then finally making that hit their bank account. And it's a lot of steps. And that process needs to be smoothed out. And that's not a problem necessarily with DAOs, but just with the space in general, um, something that we need to solve. And once we optimize that, I think you're right, we'll see a lot a lot um, more engagement and um, people recognizing the true value of this stuff. And then as folks have that experience and they become more comfortable, then rewards, which are more, um, you know, on, on the side of being, you know, representative of their kind of prestige within the community, like the NFT badges and, and fungible tokens start taking on more meaning to them because the space has meaning to them. So if if they're getting badges somewhere where it doesn't make any sense or they're not even sure what it is, then that doesn't have much meaning. But if they have bought in, it it makes sense to them. They're getting real value back out. Then they want their reputation to be visible in those spaces. So um, just just had to echo what I was hearing and um, add a little bit of my own um, observation there. And then, um, Calakendra, do you have any insights as far as um, kind of the, the methods of payment and also like what it looks like for folks, whether this is a, a full time thing or if they should be seeing it more as like a supplemental source of income? I mean, uh, yep. Thank you, Jordan. I mean, I. I probably agree with what Kevin said. I mean, um, mostly the greater economy is growing in a very fast rate right now. Uh, so why not? Uh, so I'm also pretty much optimistic about uh, what is yet to come. I mean, the DAOs are the next big thing. Even the big giants, company giants are uh, trying to adopt the DAO model into their organization. And why not? If if you're uh, if you're or I mean, if you have a you know, I mean, a broad vision or a mission to to again uh, kickstart your DAO uh, to make make it more sustainable. Probably, why not? I mean, it's it's not more like a, a side gig. It's it's possible to have it as a mainstream, and probably there are a lot of people who is doing it. And the greater economy is a bridge that helps uh, anyone who can uh, uh, who who can want who wants to be in Web3 again can be uh, done through that. Uh, especially in terms of talk, I mean, uh, the payment, especially again, uh, again, India is quite hot, especially within Web3, the taxes are quite high. Uh, but we are figuring out a way uh, to uh, pull it out. We have our own native tokens, KKD tokens, uh, but, but we are still trying to find a way to add more liquidity to it and uh, have more, uh, 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 at, least, uh, at least a smaller economy within our, our DAO model where... Uh, where given, I mean, the given take and the transactions can happen through our token. So essentially, we find a way. I mean, we are trying to figure out a way that uh, Marmaj have already, uh, I mean, trying to do that. So we 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 have primarily focused on to uh, take most of the things around uh, 
around ours ourselves like there are like again 70 plus dogs we are trying to uh, figure out what is happening and take most of the things that into to adopt our own tokenomics and we are trying to figure out that as well but but uh, but we are not yet into again with our own native tokens in terms of the transactions yet but still uh, i i can assure at some point probably we will be there and uh, it will be very easy so anyone who wants to again uh, who wants to create their own full time into web3 or dao probably i think i uh, they can do Very cool, thanks. Yeah, that's um, the roundabout, classy way of asking when token. <laughs> um, so we're not seeing any requests for um, questions. So maybe we've done a great job of uh, answering everything people want to know about DAOs, or maybe people are just have a lot to chew on already and their brains are full. Um, if people do have questions, please do request to speak. Um, and also, if you have questions that hit your brain maybe a week from now or as you're digesting and processing how DAOs fit into your own life, feel free to shoot over a DM. Um, my my DMs are open. Um, you can also hit up AstroDAO and the other speakers. Everybody is quite accessible, so um, feel free to reach out in the future if you do have questions. Um, be sure to give AstroDAO and the other speakers a follow. And yeah, if, if we don't have any questions, then We'll just wrap it up here. Um, we've been going for an hour, so um, want to let everybody share any final thoughts, and then we'll call it a space. So, um, Kevin, anything you want to add at the end here? No, I just want to wish everybody happy holidays. Um, I think this year has been uh, a pretty um, hectic, chaotic, but beautiful year within the Web3 space, and I just... Want to encourage everybody to to maintain and keep, you know, remind yourself why you do what you do. Uh, I think that is inspiring. That inspires me, uh, motivates me. Um, yeah, and then let's just let's just set up for for a new year to come and keep pushing. That's what I want to say. Thank you, guys. Great, thank you, Cal uh, Kendra. Uh, yep. So again. Um... As Kevin said, it's it's uh, the Web3 is so hard on us for past six seven months. I don't know how, how long will it take, but one but when you have a, a solid plan for your DAO, I mean, just start it on to Astra with uh, no code and get it get it run. I mean, thank you, guys. I don't have much to add as well. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks to Nearweek for hosting. Once again, uh, check out the AstroDAO Twitter. And we have a uh, survey up right now to learn more about how you see gig work, how you see bounties, and how you see these things fitting into your life and Web3 in general. So please do fill in that survey. It's real quick, and it will help shape the future of bounties on Near. Um, your contributions really count. We're a small space, so um, this is all very meaningful. Um, thank you all for joining, and we'll catch you at the next spaces. Take care, everybody. Bye.